She comes on now. Instagram, don't act stupid tonight. We got a lot of talk about. I'm about to just um, pin our topic for tonight's discussion below. And we're talking about. Um, let me pause the music before Instagram cuts us off. Um, tonight, we're going to be talking about something really, really, really. Um, kind of touchy come on low join us well join me um tonight we're going to be talking about how our black kings and queens um and how we we are being treated in corporate america and um some of us were really reluctant returning to work because of uh mistreatment um Hi. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we have a lot to talk about. If this topic interests you, please feel free. You know how we do. Join us. Talk to us. We love to hear your thoughts, your opinions. If you agree with us, if you disagree with us, if you have um, a story to tell about um, or an experience you have to tell the world about this goody goody topic here Chrissy you know you can always join us whenever girl hello was Instagram hey, acting stupid don't mind me I'm having like setup issues it's okay okay um, try oh god let me turn my okay sound hello 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 People tuning in. Hello. I'm trying to wave to all of y'all. So, hello. Can you see the comments, though? Or can you see who's coming in on your end? Um, no. Suppies. I cannot. Who's chasworth.ny? Suppies. Oh, that's my cousin. Oh. Hi, cousin. <laughs> Hi, cousin. Yes. Hello, hello, hello. It's been so long. Jeez. How long has it been? Two weeks? Has it really been two weeks? Two weeks. Jesus Christ. That is crazy. We gotta do better. We gotta do better. So this is kind of... No, you can't? Uh Uh-uh. Oh, what? You can't see who's coming on either? Like, who's joining? No, ma'am. Alright, maybe I'm gonna go out and come back in. Okay. No, we did not take a break. Life happened where we had to adjust schedules. If that makes sense. <laughs> um, but this week, this is kind of like our bonus episode because we will be back on Thursday this week. So y'all get two episodes out of us this week, so this is not our normal day. So I know some of y'all tuning in like, yo, they're coming on on Tuesday. 
that's because we we missed <laughs> last episode. So, um, so we're trying to play catch up with you guys. Low, I'm trying. Okay, I accepted it. Okay, I'm like Instagram is Instagram is getting ghetto for me. Okay. Well, then. All right. Hello, everybody tuning in. Hello, hello, hello. I'm trying to click wave to everybody. So bear with me. I'm literally having that issue where you have where you cannot get the filters Filter off. <laughs> what is going on? Listen. My Instagram hates me today. Yeah. Okay. It's like giving me an option for every single filter, but not okay. Whatever. We're gonna rock out with this one. Okay. All right. All right. So let's get started with our convo. So tonight we're gonna be talking about something kind of touchy. I feel like, um, especially with our newfound society now, where everything you have to like literally say and take with like a grain of salt we not trying to get canceled (laughs) in our first season um but today I feel like our topic is is something we need to address um so do you want to fill everyone in with our topic low fill us in because I know you got a story to tell I don't really have a story but I know you got something to talk about so we just wanted to dive in what it feels like to be black in corporate America. And this kind of really stemmed from having to go back to work recently and how COVID was kind of like a sigh of relief for the black community because we face different uh, difficulties when we're in a corporate environment that our other counterparts don't face. So it's not only like, hey, now I have to do the commute, now I have to like spend money in the city, it's also like, now I have to deal with the comments, now I have to be, you know, the minority in a situation that I can't fully be myself in. Mm-hmm. So we just kind of wanted to t- touch on that today and see if anybody else had any similar struggles mm-hmm. with returning to the office or just in general being black in corporate America. Mm-hmm. So tell us your story. I don't really have like I have like a like a small glimpse of that, but I know you have like an actual story um that you want to share. So it's it's never anything like blatant, right? I work for a company where, you know, they're trying to do diversity initiatives now, but when I initially started, it was probably like a handful of us you know, in the company. And me personally, I'm the youngest black woman in the company. So it was an adjustment to say the least. And it's also things like as a black woman in a corporate society, being the youngest black woman, like I can't go to these events. We had an event all the time, um, like a retreat and people will be in the club and people be getting drunk or like happy hours and our Christmas party, I can't do that. Yeah, no. Nope. I'm not afforded that luxury yeah. because everybody is going to know who I was. <laughs> um, and I'm probably going to be looked at and viewed and punished differently than my other colleagues would be. Um, I have a couple, like, they're not, like, long stories. They're just mini stories. Um, the first story is, like, it's the normal, the hair thing, right? I was about to... Every time I change my hair, it's a comment. And it's just unnecessary. It's like, and I, I'm the one that lied to you. Is this your hair? Yep. yep. I bought it. It is mine. I sure What do you use? I'll tell you the products and everything. Because why are you asking me that? Right. <laughs> like, or like, oh, that's such an interesting hairstyle. Like, I think that part of sensitivity training needs to include the fact that you don't need to comment. Mm -hmm. I feel like some of my um, colleagues or colleagues in other places that I work feel the need to comment. Mm -hmm. Like, we, I don't comment about your hair. 
Mm-hmm. There's really nothing to comment about. I don't comment if you cut it, you change the color. Right. I don't comment because really none of my business. Right. You know? Right. You want to do what you want to do. Like, or they, oh, it's so long. Yes. Mm-hmm. I like my hair past my ass. It's just <laughs> a thing that I like to do. Like, but why do I have to explain that? Right. You know? No, that's not. Um, and then it's also like, we can't do any crazy colors. Like, I can't yeah. come in with blonde hair like, and then green the next day. Cause her color, oh, cause the the, the orange I guess blazer. She felt like the color was too bright for her, her skin, skin color. Mm-hmm. But it's like, why are you so invested? Right. Why are you so? Right. Why does it matter? Mm-hmm. If she wanted to wear neon green to work, she should be able to, to. without any comment. What is the reason for this? <laughs> it's so funny that we 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 are actually mentioning hair, and I feel like hair has been like the topic of conversation for so many years and I'm still now in my adult years cannot understand why I used to you guys know I'm in education um for a couple of years I used to work at this one charter school in Brooklyn which was predominantly it was ran by a Caucasian overhead right the CEO everyone of that school not everyone but like the higher ups there were Caucasian and you're taking in black kids, you're teaching black kids, right? I always had an issue with that, but not for this topic. Um, <laughs> but even when I was there, um, you know, that's when I was heavy into like my in, my extensions, weaves, my weave installs, and all of that, right? And I remember like um, I would have those type of comments like, oh, like you switched up your hair, blah, 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 blah. And now that I switched schools, now I'm in a predominantly black school where, like, my CEO, my boss, everybody is African-American. And it's, like, it, it's, it's like a breath of fresh air. Like, I can walk in with weave one day, walk in with locks the next day, and, like, you'll be, like, you feel good about it. Because, you know, like, you're around people that understand. Like, you know what I mean? So, like, this whole hair thing, I'm not sure why people are so pressed, what it is. Even my nails. Like, I was, I'm so used to short nails or whatever. And now I'm at a point where it's like, I'm going to be who I want to be. And especially because I am teaching kids that do look like me, right? That are black and brown. And they do look at me as some kind of, like, what's that word I'm looking for? Like, not an idol, but, like, a role model, right? So I don't want them feeling insecure about their their hair or how they look because they may see me like shy about it too. So it's 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 a lot that plays into this whole hair thing. But I I totally get it. You guys hair look oh thank you, Portia. <laughs> this was not even planned, which is crazy. Like we both got like it was not planned at all. But yeah. Is the women who it's the right women yeah on other women's appearance right. and it's like ma'am like right it's, so it's the passive aggressiveness yes 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 of black women like you cannot show any irritation towards that yeah and then you're marked as, labeled as that angry oh, black girl and I've been told because listen what I've been told 
when I first started this company, I came in, I did my job, I minded my business. Right. And I've been told, like, oh, like, I'm unapproachable and things like that. And I'm like, well, how? You know, right. I, just because I'm not, I wasn't going out Social. of my way. To, to say like, hi. I say, I say good morning. I say, you know, good goodbye and things like that. But I'm not going out of my way to join in on conversations or, you know, I, I'm a lot once you get to know me, but I'm shy at first. So yes. Like, yeah. How am I automatically labeled as unapproachable? Right. When it's just like me trying to feel out everybody, right. get the lay of everybody. And, you know, it's, it's things like that that we have to deal with on top mm. of like, Another story was, and actually a lot of these have to do with uh, uh, one of the same people. And it's just like, how many times do you have to complain about a person for HR to take matters into their own hands? Like, I know this lady has a lot of complaints. And it's kind of like because she's a higher up. Complaints. Like, hold on. Complaints about her or her complaining to hire. No, about her. About her. Um, People are complaining. Okay. What she says, and I'm not sure if she realizes it's offensive or she realizes it's just as fair. But it's just like, you know, what do you do in that situation besides just let her say whatever she wants to say to you? Like, um, throw hands. Yeah. <laughs> I need my job. <laughs> And she inserts herself into conversations a lot, right? Me and one of my other black women colleagues were talking about Black Panther. Right. She comes over, she needs something, and she's like, oh, well, normally I go see all of those. What is Black Panther, Marvel or DC? I don't, people don't, don't kill me for that one, but I don't, I don't know which one it is. But she's like, normally I, I go see all of those movies, but this one just wasn't for me. So I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, she's just like, ah, I wasn't, like, really crazy when I watched the previews about the character. It just, it just wasn't for me. It wasn't my type of movie. You ain't so have to I say shit, Karen. That. She didn't have to say anything. Just keep it moving. Why are you, okay, if it wasn't for you, why are you about to need to say it? I want to see a, a movie with black men characters without saying it. Like, right. You know, she shouldn't have I said anything. Like, okay, if things like that, it's not necessary. Yeah. uncomfortable for me because I cannot say anything to rebuttal that mm-hmm. and all my friends know it takes a lot for me to be like okay right. it takes a lot for me to be quiet and suck it up and deal with it mm-hmm. and it's just like no way mm-hmm. had you gone through life and not one person have told you told like you. sometimes it's just not necessary sometimes mm-hmm. you can be quiet mm-hmm. Like, um, I've also had a co-worker, actual co-worker, tell me um, how she was from Queens. And that's another thing. Everybody, it's automatic that everybody from Queens that looks like us lives in Southside. It's a thing. It's a thing. <laughs> it's a thing. She was like, yeah, um, you know, my father used to live in Southside with you. And I'm like, oh. With me? I'm sorry. I laid up with your father. <laughs> I have never, my, I'm confused because every time I've been in Queens, I've lived in one area and Southside has never been one of them. No offense to Southside, I've just never lived there. But for you to assume that that's where I live, hmm, okay. So the story continues and she's like, yeah, but he had to move out because, you know, a lot of people started moving in and his house wasn't safe and there was a lot of people doing robberies. So I'm like, oh, a lot of people started moving in. She was like, yeah, you know what type of people. And I'm like, no, I don't know what type of people. What type of people? She was like, you know what type of people. I'm like, no, girl, I don't. Like, what type of people? And she's like, people with their skin complexion. So your father moved out because black people are moving in. Okay. Got it. See, that's past way beyond passive aggressiveness like oh, you want to get punched in your face at this point I was I had to I had to walk out I had to walk outside get some fresh air because but you know what gets me upset too with with things like this 
because it's like a reoccurring thing, right? It's not even just you. It's like everywhere is us as black people, we are always taught to, not even taught, we're kind of like programmed to chill, right? Because once we raise our voice, it's an automatic, oh, like, she she's aggressive or he's aggressive. He may attack. She may attack. We're always, that's like our next stop, right? Or our next point with other people looking in, right? It's never like, oh, she may have said something to her and she's just reacting. They're always looking at that black person like, that's the aggressor. Exactly. So I'm the aggressor in this situation. Cool, right? I'm always looked at as that way. So we're we're programmed to feel like, we cannot talk back or we cannot rebut a, um, a, a stupid remark like that because we're yeah. so afraid of that paint, that picture being painted. But why isn't society or why do you feel like society isn't holding that same kind of like standard for our counterparts? You know what I mean? Like, it's okay for them to say whatever because they're not yelling. But as soon as I have, ha- as soon as I answer, then I become the aggressor. Now the cop's talking to me. I didn't even say anything, sir. Like, I'm just trying to, like, you know, state my point. So where did this come from? Like, what happened in the world? Like, why? Why is this happening? I mean, um, not to get too, like, <laughs> we need radical, to. but... America was never for us, you know. It's never, never been for us. And even today in 2021, it's still not built for us Mm -hmm. to prosper and thrive and fully be ourselves. And I think that's the problem with being in a corporate environment is, like, I have to master, well, I've mastered it a while because I went to a predominantly white uh, middle school, but you have to cold switch. You have to cold switch. Like, you cannot go into that type of environment being fully yourself. So, And by cold switching, you also have to tone down what you would normally um, say something to or you would normally address Mm -hmm. because you're automatically going to be the aggressor. It's, Mm -hmm. It's just something that's been programmed in people to see, especially black women. Oh, God. As they have attitudes... They're nasty. They're never in a good mood, and they're aggressive. It's just a thing. It sucks. I'm gonna roll with it. But it's a, it's a, it's a thing, and it's you like as a black woman, especially in a corporate environment. I have to be super, super careful what I say and what I do because any chance I'd be the first one gone. Right, yeah. yeah, that's another thing too. It's like that's why I'm really trying to like point out that more than fifty percent of the time, when you see you know these type of exchanges happening, it's always because um we're reacting. Like we we didn't make that first step. We would never. I don't even know if people really like initiating that type of situation with you know our counterparts i've never ever seen or witnessed an interaction where us as a black person trying to have any kind of like verbal or physical exchanges first initially with with them you know what i mean so knowing that it's like like it drives me crazy. It really drives me crazy because we're automatically look like we're the ones with the problem when we're just responding because you had an issue with me or with whatever I was doing. You may have not re- liked my reaction, but that's what you got because you felt the need to open up your mouth. Mm-hmm. So like it's I just awesome. it's crazy. That's why like in corporate environments, like I play like I'm quiet. Yeah. Until you find you know your. Your little people Clicks. that you gravitate to or whatever, whatever, I'm quiet. And right. it's like, even when I'm quiet, I get labeled as, oh, I'm not approachable because I'm quiet. And it's like, okay, well. What do you want from me? What right. my other colleagues don't realize is like, it takes a lot of restraint 
to be in this environment, it takes a lot of, like, it takes a lot out of your pride when you cannot yeah. enter situations that are purposely, like, you have to know that's ignorant. You have to know that's ignorant. Yeah. You know, like, and because nobody checks you on it, because we know if we check you on it, the repercussions, you get away so with So severe, it. yeah. And if I go to HR and I say something to HR, it's like, oh, we'll have a talk with them. Right. But how many talks do you have until they understand right. that this is this is not okay? Right. You know, so I think that's what the biggest thing with returning to corporate America was because in my house, I don't have to deal with it. First of all, yeah. my house ain't no way to talk to me crazy <laughs> in my house. You know? But I don't, yeah. to, I don't have to deal with it. I'm still accessible. I still answer emails. They still call me on the phone. Like, I don't have to deal with the day-to-day negativity. Like, yeah. day-to-day being uncomfortable. Day-to-day worrying about, like, oh, are they going to think my hair is too long? Are they going to think my nails are too bright? Are they going to think, like, oh, you shouldn't be wearing this? What What is it? Yeah. You know? I shouldn't have to worry about that in a work environment because we're here to work. And that's another thing, too. Like, I really want to know what is, like... I really want to see, actually, what, like... How how this whole stigma or this whole thing is going to play on our psyche moving forward. Because even my mom said, like, you know, back in the day, like, these are things, like, you just had to eat. Like, you couldn't really, like, argue and go back and forth. White is right. (laughs) So... But she was saying, like, how this new generation, they ain't taking shit from nobody. <laughs> so it's a, it's a different scene now compared to how it was back then. So I really want to see, like, how this is going to affect um, how we behave and how we think moving forward. Because I'm just thinking now, like, you have to switch up so many times. Like, you can't. Be yourself. You can't freely be yourself. You can't wear the hair you want to wear. You can't wear your nails a certain way. You can't dress a certain way. Like, that takes a large, a huge toll on a person's psyche. Like, you mean to tell me I can't walk into work and just be me? Like, I have to alter my personality. I have to alter the way I talk. I have to alter the way I walk because if I don't, you may find a problem with it. It's always an issue, right? If I don't say anything, oh, you aren't approachable. But if I do talk, it's, oh, like, she she ghetto or she crazy or she got a loud mouth. Like, what do you want, ma'am? Because I, I can't be white. I can't be <laughs> rebirthed and come out as a Caucasian woman. Like, what do you want from me? So I really want to see how this honestly takes a toll. I feel like it does take a toll on our psyche. Oh, sure, um, sure. Like, um, I feel like com- companies need to be willing to have the tough conversations. Like, the tough conversations. You cannot have diversity initiatives and don't have the people on the teams that are dealing with that day-to-day um, comments and microaggressions. Like, yeah. you really need to... You know, because they have the diversity initiatives with the higher levels mm-hmm. that's that kind of like... They don't have to deal with most of that because even if they are my complexion, you know, they're at a high level that nobody's going to bother them. Right. But you have to do, the, like, the regular workers. Like, what what do you deal with on a day-to-day? Mm-hmm. And then you have to make it a safe space where it's like, if I tell you what I deal with on a day-to-day, right. you don't have to be penalized for it. But you have to be willing to have that... You know, conversation. conversation and I feel like newer companies yeah um, are more about that like aware of it they're more about inclusivity and making it a diverse environment and making it you know a safe place for all of their employees but you have the older companies that are run on older values and beliefs and it was never really a thing built to include us yeah um but I feel like I I get why my father has drilled in entrepreneurship so much for me. Mm. Because if you think about it, yes, I am extremely grateful for my position. Extremely grateful that I've been able to hold my position for years. But 
I know that I'm worth more than I'm getting. You know. That's the next side. I know that I'm that I'm not You're underpaid. You're underpaid and overworked. Just like, okay, the salary worth more. Like I'm worth more than having to be in an environment where I get those comments. Like I should be able to dictate who would be my environment and the people around me and my team. Yeah. I should be able to dictate that. So I get why um, my father was such a stickler, like entrepreneurship, 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 because that's my goal. That is my goal. Like, I, you know, I do want to work for maybe one more corporation in the, like, event aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, but after that... You better than me. I told my boss, I told my boss, yo... Maybe another year, and I'm out. As soon as I stack this money, then I plan on building my own because I can't. I really can't. I don't see me, and that's another thing too. I don't see myself clocking in and clocking out, or having someone tell me when or how to do my job. You know what I mean? Like it's 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 a it's. That I don't think that's more so a a racial thing, but it is um it is annoying. Like I like you said, like you see better for yourself. Like I never saw me working for somebody my whole entire life, which is crazy because this was before I even knew about how to even spell entrepreneurship. I didn't even know how to spell. Like I just knew I could not do it, and it's funny because every single job I ever had, they saw that in me. You know what I mean? But. You couldn't pay me <laughs> what I was worth. So that's why I had to up and leave. But um, I do think there is some kind of correlation with, of course, racial diversity and um, our pay rate, too. Like, y'all want to work us to death, but y'all ain't going to pay us the amount? Like, come on. Like, there's something else going on with that. I think to truly tell if a company is diverse, you have to look at their executives. You know, um, it's easy to be like, hey, we have black employees and the black employees are all like mid-level, bottom level. You know, you really have to look at the executives. Is it a diverse executive staff? Because then I know that my voice is going to be heard as well. Yes, yeah. But yeah, no, I... I don't necessarily enjoy working, you know, on a set schedule and having to answer to people and things like that. But I need, like, I I need the money. To be honest, I am one that's like, all right, if I can do 10,000 jobs, I can do 10,000 jobs. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I love money. Yo. I love money. I just have to get my entrepreneurship like share 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 so i work i work for a law firm a 99.9 percent white law firm um there are three people of color let me lie i'm lying there are now four people of color who work there out of i want to say it's a pretty small law firm it's not the largest i want to say about 50 employees okay all of the top executives, so all of the attorneys, as well as the partners, are all white. Everyone who holds a position of color is a lower level executive or a lower level employee, excuse me. 
So I can completely relate <laughs> to comments that you all were saying you heard that other people have heard being one of the few. Um, and not even comments directed at me. Like I know, Lo, you said that, you know, other people, you heard overheard other people, you know, say things to people. Um, but there's always just a little usually undercut, right? Yeah. Little little something there that she was like, that wasn't necessary. Yeah. You didn't anything like yeah. with the whole black panther you didn't have to comment exactly yeah. it's like why if you didn't see it why comment that you why didn't did see it, it? It's not and, I, and i think we were raised too where it's like we got popped or in trouble for yes. saying things that were unnecessary <laughs> that were like deemed as rude right? yes 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 and i feel like you can tell how people were raised yes because like, <laughs> i don't know she just she took <laughs> Yeah. It's yeah. Not. I'm not going out of my way to say an unnecessary comment. Exactly. Like I'm not going out of my way to worry about what the next person's hair looks like. Right. Which, unless I'm giving a, a compliment. Right. Like a comment and a compliment are two different things. Right. And the back end, backhanded compliments are completely different too. Like. Right. Oh, well, well, you changed it up. Oh, I didn't really like the other one, but I loved it. That's a backhanded compliment. Right, why say anything? Exactly. Sorry, y'all, my phone glitched. I don't know what that is. A bunny. I wasn't even touching the filters. I had a little on. I was listening. You saw my struggle in the beginning. I was like, wait a minute. I don't ever use a filter on this laptop. But, yeah, no, we're just saying that it it shows how people were raised. Like, us as coming from black households, like, we couldn't talk to people any type of way. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And like, we were scared. Listen. Like, I was scared. <laughs> my mother didn't even have to say the same thing. She right. Like, look like you're about to get it. When we get away from these people, you're about to get it. But yeah. Like, and I kind of, I'm desensitized to it now because, like I said, I went to a predominantly white middle school, right? And I've heard it all. Like, I have literally heard it all. My first day. Well, you know what school I'm talking about because you went there. So I did. I know. My first day, the girls was like, oh, you're from Queens? I'm like, yeah. Like, do you know 50 Cent? Girl. <laughs> so I've been dealing with those comments my whole life, but it shows. I would have been like, yeah. I was like, yeah. To my business. Right. I would have been like, yeah. I know 50 Cent. He my uncle. That I the south side because I'm black. Yeah. Like, it's just like if you weren't raised as a child to know the difference between an ignorant comment and an innocent inquiry, then that's the problem. Then you become those adults in the corporate world that we uh hate running into because you're doing the same thing. Yeah. Right. You're literally doing the same thing and nobody has ever told you about yourself. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, you, okay. like, and companies kind of brush it underneath the rug, and it really needs to be addressed. Because yeah. they brush it under the rug. Sorry, I don't want to cut you off. Mm-hmm. They brush it under the rug because, like you said, they're not. They may be slightly aware, but they, like you said, they weren't raised in that type of environment where, okay, you need to be sensitive about certain topics. Or even, even if they weren't raised, they weren't even taught, they weren't even told, like, hey, Certain comments you're saying will get you punched in the face real quick. Like they were never, they were never taught that they weren't. Yeah. So you have these executives who've never been a part of that life. So when you bring that to HR or you bring that to your boss, it's like how they gonna handle it? Cause they probably agree with them too. Like you shouldn't have wore that orange blazer. Like you should have wore black. They, you know, like again, like what you're saying, they don't see. They don't understand. From our lens. Yes. So it's they like, can't. They oh, can't. It's innocent. And it's like, it might have been innocent the first time, but the fifth and sixth time, no, it's, a, it's, a, it's an issue. Yeah. yeah. It's an issue. And if I don't feel comfortable in my work environment, that's yeah. an issue. Yeah. That's all you, you, you got to say nowadays is, I'm going to talk to my lawyer. And I bet you, I bet you <laughs> they shape up. Crazy. I bet you. Why? 
like what I admire so much about, excuse me, the younger generation, um, not saying that we old, but like the the generation that's just entering the workforce <laughs> in corporate America. Like, yeah. They have, they don't like the job. They're out. Of Ow, yeah. They are out of there like yeah. that. Me, I always wish I had that. Yeah. That, that tenacity, okay, that grit. I'm very, I'm a very calculated person. Like, yeah. I am very much like, okay, I gotta do this and I gotta set this up. Yeah. I gotta make sure I have this and I gotta do this before I take that jump. I, like, if I am miserable in a situation, like in a work situation, it's gonna be like, all right, but Lauren, it pays for this, it pays for this. Yeah. Okay, in order to do that, you gotta have this lined up. You have to, you know, yeah. Generation, now they be like, Okay, y'all be great. I'm right. in somewhere. Forget this. But I job. gotta get out of here. But you know what too? I can I can speak from my understanding of why we are the way we are and why this generation is the way they are. My parents came from the Caribbean. When they came here, there weren't really jobs avail readily available for them to have that was like able to pay for their household. They had kids and all of that to take care of. So in their mind, they felt like whatever job I had, I had to hold on to because I don't know when the next big opportunity is going to arise. So they ended up being in these positions for 20, 30 years because they were scared to leave because they weren't that many opportunities. I feel like nowadays, entrepreneurship has been such a like a push especially now with social media right you can get paid to create content youtubers bloggers they're getting paid for like freelancing stuff whereas like all right if this new generation if they don't see a path here some of them don't even go to college and they're making six figures like i got two degrees like I just want what you got. Like, I, I got to really work hard. But it's like, we were instilled back then, I think, from our parents. Like, all right, you have this decent job. It's paying your bills. You have great benefits. It's taking care of whatever you need to take, take care of. You want to take trips or whatever. You, you're able to do that. So why would you pass that up for something that's not, like, secure yet? You know what I mean? Exactly. And I feel like with my parents' minds, like, entrepreneurship is not a secure thing. Like, granted, one month you may make 10K, but the next month you may make one. Like, it's not a That's steady the thing. I'm about it because, like, I know in my heart of hearts, if I dedicated the time uh, to really put it into my businesses, yes. like, Iconic is my, my short-term, like, money maker. Like, I know yeah. I can make money with that. In the anyway. next year, if I right. focus a year straight on that, I could grow it to at least making my salary in a year, right? Yeah. Taylor Collective is more of like a long-term thing. Like 10 years down the line, it'll be a million-dollar company. But I know if I dedicated the time to it now, then I can see that revenue from it. But it's right. kind of like because I do it in between everything else I do. It's prolonging the situation. Yeah. It's still, you know, it's still decent, but it's not where it could be. Yeah. And like you said, like, we were kind of brought up to, like, okay, you go to high school, you graduate high school, you go to college, you get a degree because you need a good job so you can get paid and, and have a family and have the house and things like that. And it's no other option. Option. It, it yeah. wasn't, I didn't have an option, like, do I want to go to college? Like, it was like, what school are you going to? Exactly. What school do you apply to? <laughs> you know, Pick one. Um, yeah. And, like, yeah. And it was kind of like, I graduated with a marketing degree. Yeah. And, but nobody told me, like, when you graduate from business school, especially in marketing, they can throw you into sales. Yeah. Just throwing you into sales. Like, I, so, like, once I got a position, I had to start out in sales. Yeah. And, like, now I'm like, okay, I'm not selling, but it's not something I love to do. Yeah. But it's like, okay. Do I take the chance and walk away from this, or do I stay because it provides me stability? Yeah. And because I was instilled with you have to be stable because nobody else don't like. I have a problem with depending on people for anything. <laughs> like nobody's gonna do it for you, so you gotta do it for yourself. Yep. And the immediate way I can do it for myself is to do the job that I have. Yeah. 
So it's a catch twenty two. It's like you build yourself up enough, right, financially, so that you can depend, you can focus on your business one hundred percent. Yeah. Now you have kids, then with your kids, whatever dreams your kids want to follow, you like go ahead and do that. Like I got you. Right. Support for you to be able to do that. Right. If you go out there and you fall on your face, I have the financial support to pick you up. Yeah. A lot with especially black parents in America. You know, unless you came from some generational wealth. I mean, I know speaking from my family, my mom was a single mom. She didn't have the money to. If I fell on my face, that was it. Yeah. (laughs) Like she didn't have the money to. Be like, well, let me go ahead and, you know. Yeah, pay that for you. up and, you know, dust you off and get you. No, I had to go to college to get a degree to get a job that was guaranteed. Right? Yeah. And, you know, that's just how, fortunately. And I think a lot of other people, other races, I will say, they have that generational wealth. They're allowed to go out and be entrepreneurs off the job, out of high school. Yeah. Start a business, or they can join their daddy's business. I was about to say, or their parents. Like, that's a that's a big thing too. Like they they have that handout from yeah. the family, like the family companies, the family business, or they get opportunities that we're not even afforded because of who their parents know. Exactly. That's another thing. Like, um, or where you went to get where yeah. you went to school. Like, honestly, I will rep it till I die. Okay. Yeah. I will rep it till I die, but when. I'm going on a job interview or I'm applying. Wait, people don't know what, what really what Hampton is, you know? They don't know the standard of excellence that Hampton is. Like they they know like you know, the regular the regular schools. Like and it's kinda like I felt like, all right, I, when I went back to school, I had to go to a place like NYU. Because that's the title. Yes. Yes. Because yes. with my Hampton degree, yes, like everybody in the HBCU world and some people outside of HBCU world know how good Hampton is, but a lot of like white job interviewers, they don't know. They don't know that. Right. And it's like, oh, where is that? Yeah. Like, at your, like, no, at your mama's house. Like, you know, so it's like, it's also that. And, and I also would encourage that all like students of color graduating high school really consider HBCUs. Yeah, I wish that really someone told me HBCUs that. Because it's such a safe space. Yeah. For us, like our teachers are all people of color. Like they understand. I saw a post um, that my friend put up the other day. It was like, oh, why do um, people don't understand the value of an HBCU? And it was like, white professor, hey, you're failing. Um, you gotta figure it out. Black professor calls the phone like, uh, "Listen, you need to come to my office because this is unacceptable. And I don't know what you think is going on, but you need to come and we're gonna talk about it so we can figure it out." Yeah. Like you know, yeah. it's like it's like having your aunties and your uncles embrace you and yeah. prepare you for that next step, but give you that tough love that you know you're away from your parents that you need. Yeah, yeah. it's like, girl, I see the party on you. Get it together. You wow. Yeah. And that's why I would definitely encourage that all, like, people of color really consider going to HBCU because it is just an experience that when you get out into the real world, you miss, you miss it because it's now I'm in an environment where I am the minority again. And it's like, it's like a culture shock. They don't care. They don't care if I'm going through it mentally. They don't care if I'm having a bad day. If they care of your number, you bring in money, and it's it's your performance. They don't care like what's going on and yeah. you know why you may have been off today. It's like oh she's quiet. She must have an attitude. Yeah, yeah, and I've definitely got that too. Like it's been days like where you know everybody's mental has days. I exactly. Days like, I'm not mentally okay days i have moments throughout the day where it's like i need to excuse myself (laughs) moments another thing too like how do you explain like hey i need a mental health day yeah you know it's it's like i have to have a reason why i'm sick i have to explain myself like and you 
it's no tangible reason for the mental health. Yeah, like, you just need it. It's like either, oh, you got a cold, you got COVID, you got a stomachache. This is the reasons why you can call out. Right? You just need, so, you need a break from how to deal with the stressors of yeah. the, exhausting that is and I think that's why we need those moments throughout the day because it's like I'm not this way on a regular basis like if I'm hanging out like y'all know me like y'all know my my moods and all of that like I don't and and even if I do come around y'all and I'm like that y'all gonna be like like who is this (laughs) who are you like this is not you you know what I mean? Like, that's also exhausting, too, having to play somebody that you aren't. Like, that's... Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. And it's, it's crazy. crazy. Like, it's, it's... Like, when you get home, oh. it's not only... Like, not only am I drained from yeah. the commute. Yeah. It's like, I'm drained from having to be on, ten, like, 10,000%. Yeah. All the time. All, like, all day. Or at least smile. Yeah, you. And you have to check yourself too to make sure, like, you're not frowning and all of that. Like, always being on guard for ten hours a day. Like, forget the the um resting face. Like, like right. Yeah. That too. Mm -hmm. I started at my new job right that I'm at currently. I did an uh, interview, like, via Zoom with my, my boss. And, of course, you're upbeat, you're cheerful, you know, you, you're trying to sound positive and enlightened and whatever. And I will never forget my first day of work, um, after, like, my whole day of, like, training and everything, he, like, called me into his office and he was like, I really love your upbeat personality. And you're just always upbeat, like, great, you don't need interacting with me twice right so like like, now it's my first day of work (laughs) and it struck me because i'm like i'm not always this way like i guess i am like just a normal like you know low will tell you like i'm just a normally cheerful person but i have days where i don't want to smile the whole fucking day (laughs) sorry y'all freaking day (laughs) i ain't working on it i'm not working on it yeah I don't want to, like, you know what I mean? Like, right. sometimes I like, be, like, Chill. a human being and not have to feel like I have to put on. Force, right. Like, like, what y'all are saying about, like, having to keep up this demeanor of, like, okay, well, I don't want to seem like I'm, you know, being, like, mean or nasty or, like, the angry black girl. Like, I'm in a bad mood. God forbid they right. want to think that, like, you know, I was having a bad day. And, like, how right. are they going to react to that? Like, right. you feel like you can't be human. Human. Yeah. And, it, it does, like, really mess with your brain because I feel yeah. like when I'm at work, like, I literally have to prepare myself in the car. Like, okay, yeah. go in there, have a good day, yeah. don't roll your eyes at anybody, like, just, mm-hmm, smile your way through. Why do I have to yeah. that? To Let me think that you said that, like, in the car going to work, like, <laughs> I literally, 
on the train, like I'll I'll be I have to get myself energized. So I'll be listening to like Meek. I'll be listening <laughs> to like computers and all of that. So but before I leave the train, like a stop before, I have to put on something chiller because I will go into work like mad. Exhausting. It's ex- exhausting. Like people of other races don't have to do that. Yeah. Like, Cheryl can come in and have a bad day. Yeah. <laughs> no one is going to be like, oh my gosh, she has she, an like, What's wrong with her? Why does she have an attitude? Like, yeah. But it's oh, never going to be labeled as an attitude. Right. It's just never like, going to be labeled as an attitude. Something she must be going through. Something. It's oh, with us. It's like, oh my god, like, what happened? Like, yeah. Is she, you know, gonna start cursing us all out? Right. That's that's not what we hear, but like that's how I feel. Like you know, having a bad day around. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad you mentioned the whole like interview process too, because I got my hair done like last Thursday, right? Yeah, I think. And it is great, by the way. You too, Sharice. Thanks, girl. Locks by Nile Instagram. Girl, I was about to be out of here. <laughs> I was about to be yeah. out of here. Um, Wait, where? I didn't hear it. Where? It was in DC. Yes. That, Charisse, that means you just have to come down too. I, I am. Here. I guess, yes. I, Hello. Yes. yes. So yes. I was like, okay. <laughs> but the first thing that went through my mind before even meeting these people, before even saying anything, like, I'm like, dang, it's yeah. a Zoom call. I have dreads in my head. You know, and I'm like, I shouldn't have to be worried about how they're going to perceive. Like, I don't know jack squat about this company besides what I research. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know how culturally, you know, cool they are. Mm-hmm. I don't know anything about it, but I know from past experiences, like, we were taught that we cannot have our hair a certain way. I can't wear, like, I have to get the micro lashes. I can't, I can't even, these are my baby lashes, but I have to get the micro lashes. You know, I can't do a heavy face. I can't do all of this, which is understandable. But my hair, like, this shouldn't be a problem. Like, yeah. dreads shouldn't be a problem. Braids shouldn't be a problem. Like, I shouldn't have had to fe- uh, feel like in that moment, I should have had a center part bob, you yeah. know? And just so it looks like, hey, this is her natural hair. Yeah. That's like a normal black girl thought because yeah. when I for my job I was on vacation and I had braids, braids. and I remember being like oh my god like I'm not gonna get this job yep because I have braids in my hair I'm looking like a whole nigga yeah I've interviewed not that me having weed makes me look like any less of a negro but right. I feel like it, it tones down it's more digestible yes thank you that's the word it's I definitely more digestible like and it can kind of be like, okay, well, she's black, but mm-hmm. and she's black, but she's not black, black. You know. We have two minutes, Other guys. Radical, you know. We have two minutes. Just warning y'all, and y'all know how Instagram be. So I'm just saying, y'all know. Okay, are we coming? <laughs> are we coming back? Uh, what do you think? I was gonna say nah, cause we coming back on Thursday anyway. But it's up to you. Okay, we can wrap up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Time to wrap it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right, you're right, you're right. You're right. But yeah, so should we end it now and just come back? Yeah, we can do that. All right, we'll be right back. Two minutes, we'll be right back. I hope this uploads, because if not, manager, I'm going to need you to talk to Instagram. I can't. We'll be back. All right.